0: Hey guys, welcome back to Storytime. Unfortunately, Steven's internet and power was cut out by Hurricane Ian. So I'm Dexter Manning, I'll be covering today for this video because he did not want to miss a video. Let's keep Stephen in our thoughts, keep Florida in our thoughts and hopefully everyone can brave this hurricane because it's pretty brutal. Without further ado though, let's get into our first story. Several years ago, we had an old man staying on the first floor. We all suspected him as maybe being a bit bipolar, because his attitude was switch at the drop of a hat. One moment he could be a nice old man, and then he would switch over to be a crutchety old geezer with a sour attitude. However, it was easy to notice he was nicer to the female staff, and he would switch quicker if he was refused something. Now, he was staying with us for a few weeks at a time, and we all just kind of got used to him but there were still some issues. I remember one day he made a mess of his sheets and my elderly coworker called me at 6 p.m. while I was sleeping. I remember one day he made a mess of his sheets and my elderly coworker called me at 6 p.m. while I was sleeping because I was working the night shift audit that night. She all but begged me to come down and give him new sheets because she was afraid to go to his room by herself. Of course, being unable to tell her no, I drove down, gave him new sheets, and even put them on the bed for him. Didn't get a word of thanks from him. But one day, close to the end of his stay, I noticed he left his windows on his car down, and it was about to rain. So being courteous and not wanting to have his interior ruined, I gave his room a call, and it went something like this. Ring ring ring. Him. Hello? Me. Hello, Mr. So and so? This is me at the front desk, I'm sorry to bother you. Him. Then don't! Slams phone down. Not wanting to deny his request, I complied. I just hung up and didn't call him back. Then I just watched the rainfall. If he wasn't so rude, it would have saved his interior. I was out of town with my wife on vacation and she forgot to pack a curling iron. We'd been out for a couple of days but she wanted to look nice for a dinner party we were going to or something like that which is irrelevant to the story. She wanted to buy a new one anyways. So I started searching for options online to see if a local store had one she liked. To our surprise, not only was the one she wanted in stock, it had a huge discount and was available for pickup at a nearby store. I won't get into the details of where the store is or what its name is, but it's a large enough chain to have stores in all major cities across the country. So we place the order and drive to the store, go to the hair products section where we're supposed to pick it up, and this rude lady who seems to be in a hurry says, in a fast and annoyed tone, we can't pick it up yet as they need to send it from the warehouse that's exclusive for online orders. We can see there's a bunch of them in the shelf next to her. Also, I'm aware that some stores do work under this stupid process where they need to receive online product purchases first and give you those instead of what they have in stock for various reasons, but this wasn't the case. We've done this before, and they'll just grab one from a shelf and give it to us. There's no serial number or anything that could make this one different from the one they would have received to fulfill the order, so this lady was just being rude. She said there was nothing she could do, even though she could see our order as confirmed for pickup. At this point, we would have canceled the online order and purchased it in the store. But this lady really pissed us off, and it didn't have a discount there. So here's the malicious compliance part. We told this lady we'd cancel the online order, and we wanted to buy one from the shelf. She immediately changed her attitude and sold it to us without complaining. We went back to our Airbnb. My wife used it for that particular event and for the next few days. Then I called the store to confirm that our online order was ready, and then they said it was. So we went back to the store and guessed who was there again. So we go to the counter, ask for our order, and she gets it for us. She didn't seem to recognize us, so as soon as she gives us the online order package, I tell her that we need to return this too and give her the curling iron we bought from her. She then recognized us and just stood there watching for a few seconds. Then she goes back to her bitchy tone and asks why we're returning it. We don't need it anymore. She calls her manager and tells him that we're going to return a product that doesn't have a problem and that we are returning it because we don't need it anymore, like expecting him to tell her not to proceed with the return. He obviously tells her that as long as it's within their stated 30-day period after the purchase, it's returnable for any reason unless we damaged it. The manager leaves and the lady doesn't say a thing after that. But we can clearly see she's pissed. We get a full refund and leave with a brand new curling iron again. Cool Fact
1: That's betterhelp.com slash storytimepod.
0: We later found out that they can in fact just grab any product that they have in stock if they confirm an order. But they need to do some extra steps to match it to their inventory later and that they don't get a commission. So, this lady was probably expecting to pass it on to the next shift. So, in short, there was no reason for her to not fulfill our order other than wanting a commission and being lazy. In the end, she wasted more time and didn't get a commission from our purchase. So, a couple of years ago, I bought a Fitbit watch from a large online marketplace. I mostly wanted to buy it from this site because they offered free two-day shipping. The day the watch is delivered, I get a photo to prove it was delivered. I see the picture of the package, and it's in front of my front gate, which was painted bright green. Normally, packages are placed inside the gate. Why it was in front this time, I don't know. I was working from home but was actually working so I didn't see the email telling me the watch was delivered. A couple hours had passed by the time I went out there to get the package, but it was gone. I called the store and told them that the package was stolen and if there was something they could do. The lady said to look around and ask my neighbors to see if they took it. If it didn't turn up, to call back, and they would send a replacement. Okay, I ask around, but nobody has seen it. I was alone at the house, but I asked my family if they saw a package. No one saw anything. After three days, I call back and they offered to send me a replacement. Perfect! It comes to the house about a week after the other, first watch was delivered. My MIL, com- my MIL comes by to have dinner that night. When she shows up, she hands me a package. It was the first watch. My MIL had driven by a week earlier, saw the package, and grabbed it so no one would steal it. But she forgot to tell anyone, so she actually stole from me. I can the store and told the customer rep what happened. She said she would talk to a supervisor and call me back. She doesn't that night and I make a note to call back. A couple of days later, I get an unexpected package from the store. It is a third watch with an apology and a letter saying that they refunded my card for the full price of the watch. So now I have three watches and my money back. I call them and ask to talk to a supervisor. I explain to them what happened and the supervisor said they would call me back. I get an email a couple of days later with an apology and confirmation that they refunded my card the full price of the watch. Again. I call again, talk to a supervisor again and explain what happened. Again. He asked if I wanted to refund to my card or store credit. I told him, no, you didn't hear what I said. He says, do you want a refund or not? I hung up the phone. I didn't call back since I didn't want to bankrupt the store. Executive management believes it's okay for my non-essential workers and I to come into the office in a hurricane while they work from home. Well, me and a couple colleagues decided to bring lunch like normal. But we brought salmon, tuna, egg salad, really stinky stuff. Two hours into our shift, now they want us to go home due to the hurricane, like we all knew they would. Well we are throwing away our food. Janitorial team won't be here until next Monday. Come Monday, this place is going to reek all because EM wanted us to come in for two hours. Edit, for those worried about the janitorial team, I understand, they're sweet people. My plan in this, I'm usually the very first person in the office. I'll assess the situation when I get in. Ideally, I'm hoping it just smells bad and I can throw away the fish so it's only the stench. Then when EM asks what it is, I can say I threw away food while in the office and it's from the leftovers. So I'm only to blame, none of my co-workers, and I can toss it so the janitorial team doesn't have to go through any gross garbage disposal. The kitchen and EM hallway smells, and if we have some stench over on our side of the building, we will live with it knowing it's much worse on their side. Hopefully, it's a win. I'll make sure to tip the janitorial team this year, as always. Maybe gift cards to Red Lobster. I was working a local fast food restaurant, your typical mug job if you know what I mean. Well, it was approaching my 21st birthday and I was planning a big party. I had simply requested not closing the night off or opening the day after, for obvious reasons. They decided to not only schedule me to close that night and come in early the next morning, but whoever called in that morning would be fired on the spot. Well though frowned upon, there was no real consequence for calling in the night of my party, so I did. Drank way into the morning, went to bed for a little while, then got up, got ready and headed for work. I didn't drive, but for the life of me could not tell who drove me. I just remember being dropped off in the parking lot and literally crawling to the front door. Climbed to my feet to open the door and made my way to the kitchen to get to work. I had to drag a garbage can to the grill because every time I cracked an egg, I vomited. In clear view of the front counter. After a short while of this, the manager that made the scheduling arrangements pulled off the floor and sent me home. I actually just passed out in the break room. She came in later with a thick German accent. When I say you come in or you're fired, perhaps I say what condition you be in when you get here. Side note, I think she was actually trying to cancel the party, not only because she was my manager, she was also my neighbor. After this, we got along great, laughing, joking, sharing stories. Not exactly sure what her intentions were, but she turned out to be a pretty good boss. This story played last Christmas, and I just remembered it. So, for context, the biggest radio station in my country has a big donation project for people in need every December. At any time in December, you can call them, tell them the amount you want to donate and a song name, and then send the money. The station then saves your name if wanted and plays a song you wished for. It is important to know that the donation can be anything from 10 cents to half a billion euros. But now, the actual story. One December day, a local rich guy called the radio station. We will call him RG. He wanted to donate £20,000 out of pocket, not out of his company's funds, and play two songs. The radio station said they couldn't make exceptions even at such high donations. So RG cancelled the donation, called again, and told them that he wanted to donate 1 euro. He did this 27 times in 6 hours, until the radio station told him he could get his two songs. I recently started a new job and one of the perks of it is that if you work late, you can have a free dinner and then take an Uber back home. However, I much prefer renting an electric bike back home. You know, the ones on the sidewalk. It's faster, much better for the environment fun, and a great way to decompress after a long day's work. After a month of that, I send my expense reports, but they refuse to pay back the bike rides, saying I need to use Uber. This annoyed me as it was more than £100. So I decided to use an Uber for the following month, making sure to choose EXEC each time. Next month, my late night ride expenses increased by five times. Needless to say, they strongly encouraged me to get back on the bike and offered to buy me a subscription if available. Unfortunately, it's not.